Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to a conversation with Ted and Shemaine Nugent. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and it is Friday, June 10th in the year 2022. And tonight we have a fantastic interview, an interview that is going to be Ted Nugent and Shemaine Nugent together in a way seldom ever seen. This is going to be a different type of Ted, and it's going to be one I think you'll be really impressed and enjoy immensely. We get into all things from Ted's new album and his tour to Shemaine's fight for the health of the family to the liberty and fight for this nation and his passion for guitars and you even get a little bit of some custom riffs at the end. So one other thing about this interview tonight, we're doing it here on Podbean Live and by this evening I've also recorded the video of the interview and I'll post that up on other sites. We have will be up on BitChute, YouTube, Rumble, Gab TV, and Frankspeech.com to get those up and we'll cross link all of those on Gab and Truth Social so you can find all those links plus the links below. So this will be a great evening to enjoy a fantastic interview of two amazing people and just incredible people that our nation is just very lucky to have. Before we begin, make sure you're taking care of your wealth. At this point in time, we know this economy is unstable. Today, the CPI was reported to be 8.5% consumer uh, inflation. That's just incredible. We are l- watching the implosion, literally, of our economy at the hands of socialists, and you need to do everything you can to preserve your wealth. Patriots, we have been witnessing the economy slowly go through a death spiral, and the Fed has boxed itself in. The economy is in dire straits, and thanks to a loose money policy, there's no end in sight. Apparently, you just can't spend trillions every year without repercussions. And now, in an attempt to play catch-up, the Fed is raising rates and plans to do it seven more times this year. We're already starting to see the ripple effects in the housing market as people's buying power diminishes. What are you doing to protect your money? Have you considered what could happen if the stock market continues to fall or worse, crashes? Don't wait until that happens. Take some of your profits from the stock market now and solidify them with gold from Birch Gold. Throughout history, gold has maintained its value better than any other investment in the world. So text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to the number 989898. Again, BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to the number 989898 for a free zero-obligation info kit on holding gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Again, text BARDS to 989898 and secure the gains from the hard-earned capital that you have. Join the thousands of Happy Birch customers, the countless five-star reviews, and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Birch Gold. They're professionals. They're some of the best in the market. So again, text BARDS at 989898 to protect your future with gold. Now, Patriots, I don't know if you know or not, but Ted Nugent has a new album out. It's called Detroit Muscle. 
And his tour begins in July, July 15th, actually. And that's Shemaine's birthday. Um, they're going to begin the tour, and it's going to go from Florida to the Midwest and, and end down in Texas. You can check all those out, including the new album, at tednugent.com. Highly recommend you check it out. It's an awesome album from a guy that literally has done more for 2A and 1A than anybody I know. So without further ado, let's dig into this interview. I think you'll very be, I think this will be one of the best you've heard. So here we go. Come and take it. Come and take it. Come and take it. Ted Nugent has carved out a permanent place in rock and roll history. He has sold more than 40 million albums. He's performed more than 6,750 high-octane concerts. And he continues to set attendance records on venues across the globe. Ted is the nation's most outspoken proponent of our First and Second Amendment rights. He's conducted thousands of pro-gun, pro-freedom, pro-American interviews in major media worldwide. He serves as a national spokesman for Hunter Nation, uniting hunters and non-hunters alike to protect America's values of God, family, and country. A recipient of a myriad of accommodations from state police, sheriff departments, FBI, and police agencies, Ted has been lauded for his work with Operation Finally Home, Big Brother, Big Sisters, and his own nonprofit, Camp for Kids, celebrating its 33rd year this year. Ted Nugent was named Detroit's greatest guitar player of all time by readers of M Live, and he'll be hitting the road this summer with the Ted Nugent Detroit Muscle 2022 tour in support of his new album by the same name. Patriots, I am super honored today to have Ted Nugent, legend, American legend, both in rock and roll and in one of the greatest voices in the First and Second Amendment we have ever had. And of course, we're complimented with the presence of Shemaine today. Hello, Shemaine, as well. Thanks, Scott. So happy to have you on, Ted. Thank you for coming on. How are you doing? Well, it's my pleasure and it's my honor. You know, I'm just a guitar player, but I'm a father and a husband and a rancher and a farmer and an entrepreneur and a band leader and a, a guide and an outfitter and an overall hellraiser. I think if I may, Scott, a big salute to you from the We the People American Families in the Asset Column for your truth, logic, and common sense A-10 Warthog delivery system. You really bring it <laughs> in a really emphatic and believable and respected way. And we're proud to join you around this little electronic campfire and a big greetings to everybody that follows Scott because you are in the asset column. But we're going to get into some gory details that I've discovered in my gregarious activism, extreme radical lifestyle that it's great that we follow Scott and we appreciate truth, logic, and common sense. But if, if your average viewer and listener thinks that viewing and listening matters, they're missing the whole point. We have found that activism 
activism, if it's not influential from activists and people who know the truth, logic and common sense, if they don't go into their life every day, work, school, church, the barbecue, the shooting range, the deer camp, the fishing, the fish cleaning table, wherever you may go, what Scott delivers, it's up to all of us to deliver in our world. So I wanted to start out by saying that. Well, thank you very much. Very honored. Thank you, Ted. So I'm going to start out just with something easy, which is just you've got a new album out, which rocks because your first song on the album is Come and Take It. So we've been playing it every night, just so you know. Well, it's a love song. I know you feel the love. By the way, my new record, Detroit Muscle, with the number one love song in the world, Come and Take It, I it comes in vinyl. It comes on uh, this Spotify and all this digital stuff. It also is a CD, which I happen to have right here. It's just a killer piece of music. Jay, uh, uh, my Greg Smith on bass guitar and Jason Hartless on drums, just pure Motown animals. But I made a special copy of Come and Take It on a suppository, and I sent one to uh, Beto O'Rourke and Joe Biden. And Nancy Pelosi. And Nancy Pelosi yes. gets one, too, and they get the suppository <laughs> version of Come and Take It, in case they have any ambiguity in my message delivery. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is that I've been saying this lately, that we're long past the, like, drip, drip, drop of red pill. Now it's time to drop kick, kick the red pill suppository. So that's right in line, Ted. We already had that message all week going, so it's great. Well, I've discovered, you know, the biggest curse in the conservative uh, world, in the God, family, country, constitution, Bill of Rights, Ten Commandments, Golden Rule, work ethic, earning your own way, living within your means, saving for a rainy day, law and order. I think I just gave you the list, the definitive list of the most radical extreme concepts in the history of the world, which are all perfect, by the way. Those are the perfect list of quality of life in America. And the biggest curse isn't Marxism, it's not communism, it's not liberalism, it's not the Democrats, it's not socialism, it's apathy. Scott, it's the Mitt Romneys and the Liz Cheneys and the, and the, the, the goofballs that think they're Republicans, that think they represent a constitutional, hardworking American family pulse, and they turned on us. So those that aren't engaged need to maximize their engagement. It's an experiment in self-government, for God's sakes. And the reason that these treacherous, evil, oath-violating criminal gangs have taken over our government media, fact-checkers, big check, Hollywood academia, is because conservatives were sleeping. I'm telling you, that's the worst curse of all. But you know what? Now more than ever, especially with the pandemic the past couple of years, what it did was it allowed people to do things like this. Everybody knows what a Zoom call is now. Parents have discovered what their kids were or were not learning at school. Yep. And people, there are people like you and like Ted who are becoming even more active on social media and they can start their own podcast and they listen to you every day, Scott. I know I do, and every time, it's funny because Ted will walk into the room and he'll go, he'll hear me listening to a podcast and he'll go, oh, is that Scott again? <laughs> I don't say it like that. I know. It's you very <laughs> enthusiastic. I go, is that Scott? Hallelujah. Because I got to tell you, let's talk about this. I just talked about the self-inflicted curse of apathy. 
I married the queen of the forest. I mean, I have a song called Little Miss Dangerous, and then I met her. We have been bonded as soulmates in, in a blood brotherhood of experimenting in self-government and the freedom, the life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. But I want Shemaine. Yeah, she's got her bow and arrow handy. We shoot our bows every day. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But Scott, Shemaine, you do follow Scott because you have become addicted to the remedy to the treason that runs amok in our country right now. But go ahead and explain when we first met, I don't think, I don't think you had a clue no. about politics. What, I mean, obviously being around me, it's contagious when you see the, the scourge created by government and media and academia and Walt Disney. But Shemaine, about 20, we've been married 34 years this year. And it was about 20, about 20 years ago, you started getting really engaged. I'm gonna, I was going to say pissed off, but, uh, <laughs> and, and, things, yeah. but that's what happens when you see the rabid coyotes constantly eating your chickens. At some point, you realize that rabid coyotes don't have any rights and you've got to neutralize the rabid coyotes. When did that happen for you? Well, it started happening and you talked about it. We've been apathetic. We've been asleep. I haven't and been. That's you for haven't, sure. that's for sure. But little <laughs> things happened. Like, for example, I, I swam competitively as a kid. I was a state champion swimmer twice. So naturally, when we had a son, Rocco, I'm going to give him some pointers about swimming. Awesome. And I helped him. Yes, I did. However, there was a novice swim meet when he was seven years old, couldn't have participated in any other swim meet. He did not. His YMCA coach verified that. And yet when we entered him into this novice swim meet, he won. He he was amazing because yes, I gave him some tips. But that's what, what good any mothers parent, do. Yeah, any parent would. But the problem. This is when it started for me. When we went to go pick up his trophy, it said first place Rocco Nugent, but there was no trophy. And I asked why, and they said, well, he swam too fast, and it wasn't ah. fair to the other children. That was the beginning of this equity curse, where mediocrity gets more rewards than excellence. And so all of a sudden, Shemaine's yeah. motherly fangs came out and she's been on a, on a war path against dishonesty, corruption, political correctness, and this horror story in the culture war that turned into a spiritual war. So that made me love you even more. Oh, thank you. And the other thing was the toxic mold that we had experienced in our home that was on MTV Cribs. I've got more information at killerhouse.org. But that caused me, when no doctors could help me find a remedy for my debilitating migraines that I was hospitalized for several times a year, I had to become my own investigative sleuth. And so now we've cured ourselves and our, and our family and we're, we're healthy again. But the point is, now when I see something that doesn't make sense, I'm gonna investigate. And that's why I turn to you, Scott, because you're the great investigator. <laughs> Well, you know, there's something here that you just both have hit on, and I do talk about it quite a bit, and it's the performance levels of accomplishing greatness. You do it, Ted, in, in both in the guitar and your hunting. Shemaine, you do it with your family, the things you pursue and the, and the, the truth and your hunting. There is something there that when people get apathetic and they kind of get used to average, we fall asleep. But when you're pursuing greatness that's there's never a limit you can never achieve perfection but you're always striving for it wouldn't you think ted 
Yeah, well, we see it every day, what Shemaine does with her health uh, advisory and her different podcasts and her books. And what I've done in the world of rock and roll, being I've been clean and sober for 74 years. The peer pressure lie, I just out and out rejected the peer pressure lie. Nobody, there's only one person that can pressure me and she's sitting next to me. And I'd, I'd like to think that the, the discipline of my dad, who was a drill sergeant in the U.S. Army Cavalry in World War II in Korea, that that paternal duty of discipline, guidance, nurturing, love, now they weren't real good at expressing love per se, but, but guidance and discipline and the dangerous threat of punishment for not adhering to the discipline is the guiding light for excellence. I, I, boy, I could tell you my life story, but I realized that the stoners and the drunks were ruining everything. They ruined the music. They ruined the schedule at the concert. These stoners, these fumbling, drooling, puking idiots that were high and drunk, I realized that my dad's discipline had a pragmatic application in being the best that you can be. And by the way, there is a lot of mediocrity and a lot of slovenliness that's celebrated out there, mostly infesting our government and media and, and Hollywood and academia. But Scott, I'm surrounded by samurai musicians, samurai work ethic, farmers and ranchers and cops and teachers. My daughter, Louisa, was teacher of the year in Houston in spite of the, the teacher's union. And, and so excellence is still alive. Well, my son Fleetwood runs us a restaurant in Staten Island, New York, which has got to be the greatest challenge since Iwo Jima, <laughs> the bureaucrat insanity. My, my daughters, my sons, my son Rocco and my son Toby and all my Heather and Chantel and Sasha, they just put their heart and soul into being the best that they can be. So when I see slovenliness and excuse making, the, the, the addiction to excuse making and, and denial and the dishonesty in our government every day, especially with this January 6th sham going on, I realized that the discipline that I adhere to and that my Shemaine and I raised Rocco and I've raised all my children and my grandchildren and my band and my crew, my management, my hunting guides. I mean, everybody in my life, Scott, they're like martial artists in whatever endeavor. I've got a welder that qualifies as a martial art welder. Um, so yes, excellence is alive and well, but that's the division. The division in America is appropriate. Those of us that put our heart and soul into being the best that we can be to be as productive as possible, the sacrifices and risk to be in the asset column for family, community, country, land, the, the Mother Earth, the conservation, hunting, trapping, fishing lifestyle, making sure that wildlife habitat is primed to produce quality air, soil, and water. Good grief that they don't teach this in school is why these kids are so stupid stupid and there's such a thing as animal rights so excellence is alive and well but the democrats clearly celebrate mediocrity or outright slovenliness if not blood sucking so that division is necessary but as i started out today we that know excellence is the goal is the system by which true happiness is accomplished those of us that know we can't beat up our family members and our friends that adhere to the you know, energy dependency on Russia and open borders and the, the orchestration of the fentanyl chemical warfare by our own government. We need to somehow get their attention. And in a loving, 
gentle way, to some degree, not too gentle, improvise, adapt, and overcome. But those of us that know excellence and truth, logic, and common sense, you can't just shrug your shoulders and walk away from idiots. You've got to somehow effectively confront them and teach them that when you don't have borders, you don't have a country. When the government opens up the borders to for the flood of fentanyl and methamphetamine slaughtering Americans' lives, you can't support the president that is creating this. And I could go on, but there is excellence, but the people who strive and accomplish excellence, we have to kind of I want to use the term batter ram, but probably something a little gentler than battle ramming. But you know what I mean? It's like you present difficult statistics and the left probably will not hear them because as soon as they see, hear something that they don't like, they'll turn you off. So the people that do understand the information you deliver, Scott, that army has to somehow confront their family members, their co-workers, church, school, the barbecue, the bowling alley, the sporting event, the family gathering, the picnics, um, wherever you go. Gently bring these subjects up, but don't let them lie and weasel their way out of it. Push harder. We push hard and we've changed a lot of minds and hearts and got a lot of people clean and sober and got a lot of people realizing that open borders is bad for everybody. And when we have to be in the Paris Accord under Biden, why should Americans with clean air, soil and water pay for the pollution of Bangladesh? So there's so many issues, but we drive this stuff home. I have a Ted Nugent Real America voice. Shemaine now is on uh, Frank Speech, the Shemaine Show. What you do, Scott, there's a bunch of us out here, but we've got to reach beyond the choir and confront the people in our lives who are in denial that are facilitating this treachery and destruction of the American dream. But you know what the problem is, and you talk about this, this is one of the things why I, reasons why I love watching, listening to you, is because you have a lot of biblical presence in every one of your podcasts. And the Bible says, not everyone who has eyes can see. The problem with hammering this these issues trying to get somebody to change their political affiliation is like trying to get them to change their religion. It's just not going to happen. They don't have the eyes to see. And what I like about what you do, Scott, is that you encourage people to pray for one another. I think that's really critical. And I I don't understate ever the power of prayer. And I think we can all agree on that. I am, I think right now is in particular that what we're really struggling with is truth in this nation because we have deception going everywhere and it's very difficult for people to to discern what's going on and we just look at the issue of what just happened in Uvalde I mean this has got to be one of the craziest issues ever where now not only can we not discern what really happened in a school we can't even get a police department to agree to support the Texas state investigation while we have the political pundits out here trying to grab guns once again. This is insane. This is a sort of convolution and treachery we have in our in our own government and some of our police departments. Yeah, it is. Uh, Uvalde, Buffalo, the border, uh, Benghazi, turning over billions of dollars worth of state-of-the-art military weaponry to the Taliban. I mean, the list of 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 crimes by our government the 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 list of oath violations by the people in, in those positions of authority i know uvalde i've been hunting uvalde every year for over a dozen years probably going back into the 
early 70s, I started hunting down there in the whitetail hunting paradise. And I know those cops. I know those border agents. I've been on the border with the, the state troopers and with the uh, border patrol. I've actually worked the border with the uh, National Guard down there. <sighs> There's no explanation because I've been training since Columbine. I'm a sheriff deputy for 40 years now. I've done federal raids with the U.S. Marshals and here in Texas with the Texas Rangers. Uh, I've kicked down doors arresting murderers at 4 a.m., with the safety off and taking up slack on the trigger. So I, I know the adrenaline of good over evil, of law enforcement, of law and order, and the risks necessary to achieve safe streets and neighborhoods. And the fact that after all these years, what is it, 30 years since Columbine, we've been training, the minute you hear gunfire in a school, you haul ass to that gunfire. I act, we actually train under live fire. And when you, in, a, in the makeshift buildings, you know, it's like the simunitions and some of the live fire training. And it, it's an adrenaline outrage because even though it's a, it's a training session and there really aren't any shooters trying to kill you, it's as real as a heart attack. And especially applied in a real raid that I've done here in Texas. And that they didn't follow their training. Scott, I could, I could cry tears of blood when the mother was was handcuffed for wanting to get in there and save her child, and even after, what, seven, eight minutes of being handcuffed, cops are going to handcuff a mother? And while they stand out there, then the mother charges into school and saves her two children, but the, but the trained warriors don't? I'm, I, I don't know how to process this because there were children bleeding to death. There was fight, live fire going, well, we might have got the wrong guy. You get in there and you neutralize the shooter. The guy was a punk, so he's got body armor. Shoot him in the head. Are you telling me you don't train for headshots? Who doesn't train for headshots? I want to meet this guy. It's, so it, it's an atrocity, but it's a manifestation of a cultural deprivation where the warning signs and the threats were ignored in the name of political correctness and equity that we didn't want to ruffle feathers and now all those babies are dead. I'm telling you, Scott, I'm just a guitar player, but I, I know what to do and could I have been... How about this, Scott? One of the cops in charge actually said we didn't go in there because we thought we might get shot. Stunning. So did the fireman not put out the flames because he might have heat stroke? Are you, what the hell do you think your job description is? So I get pretty emotional about this because I, I believe in my heart and soul children could have been saved. I agree with you. And they hesitated. They abandoned their training. I, I, my heart bleeds. And I'm hoping that we hopefully have learned a lesson from this. And if you didn't charge in there to the gunfire, I don't know if charges could be leveled, but they should certainly lose their jobs. Shemaine, how's that feel with you as a mother? Because that's, that's a pretty big issue. I was just going to say that, you know, if you really want to get something done, put a hundred soccer moms in charge of something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are able, soccer moms, I say that term loosely, women who have one or 
three or five kids or however many kids and you've got to juggle schedules and you've got to you've got to be the chef the the transportation guy that the scheduler the teacher the nurturer the lover the everything and you threaten their child it's like you you would have had to shoot me to get i would i would not have stopped if you were outside my son was in there and you weren't going in give me give me my car i would have rammed my car through one of the doors and i would have she gotten would have. in there's a lot of that's how i feel and that's how most people that's how most people scott feel i believe there's something wrong with this whole scenario and we know that and you know you talked about it having discernment we know that something just isn't right here and we just pray that uh the truth will be known and that we can be given this discernment to find out really what has gone on. And Scott, we don't mean to, you know, overrun your wonderful <laughs> podcast here, but you got a couple people that are very passionate yes. here. And I believe we represent the average pulse out there, the average concern, the average frustration, the average anger, the average hurt, the, the average embarrassment of failed people in authoritative position. But let me conclude the Uvalde situation because I've studied intently. I've got inside information all the way back to Virginia Tech, Columbine, Parkland, uh, 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 Sandy Hook, and, and El Paso, uh, the Orlando shooting, the San Bernardino shooting. I've got all this information. It, the conclusion is, is it, you can't deny that the AR-15 platform and the 5.56 ammo played no role whatsoever in the body count because I've studied the rate of fire and the timing and the scenarios. The shooter could have had a single shot, 20 gauge shotgun, mark my words, with number three buck and killed more people because no one resisted and they just hid under tables and they cowered in fear and they were clueless of any evasive or tactical response. And these murderers casually strolled slowly amongst their victims. And I and, and my an average bird hunter could have broke that single gate single shot 20 gauge, put in a load of number three buck, shoot. Reload, one, two, three, four, bang, one, two, three, four, bang, one. The rate of fire of an AR played no role in the body count. And they're going after that because it's the, it's the Marxist Democrats maniac agenda to ultimately disarm us. They've actually now admitted that's what they're trying to do. And my friends out there who believe in self-defense and the sanctity of individual life, do not give them anything. Matthew McConaughey, go back to Hollywood and play bongos naked to stranglehold. You make <laughs> no sense whatsoever. It's fantasy. It's emotion. You have no information, no knowledge, no statistics, no facts. Shut up and let's save some children because I know how. And it starts with mitigating threats with intervening with children showing dangerous signs, building bombs in the garage for three years in Columbine. They're, they're threatening to kill people in Arizona, in Sandy Hook. They were on record. I want to kill as many people as possible. And no one, no one in authority had any 
idea how to stop it until the body count was measured. It starts with parenting. Mm -hmm. And why isn't anybody going after violent video games? How did this kid learn how to shoot a gun like that? Where did he get his training? You've, you've mentioned all these things before, but we're missing the big picture that parents were not monitoring what these kids were doing. Now, there are some kids who just go off on a, a tangent and even though they had good parenting, but in this situation, that's not the case. The school was warned, the school knew about it, friends knew about it, he posted it on social media. But, but meanwhile, Scott, I'm banned on Twitter and he was not. The sweetest person in the world is banned on Twitter, but people threatening to kill innocent lives in school is not. Well, I'm banned for life. I think that was because I called at Jack a pedophile like a hundred times, but that's okay. <laughs> he deserved every bit of it. But it, yeah, it, you well, hit on some, you hit on some really good points here, and I, I think part of this too is the warrior mindset. Hunting for you, both of you, has been an integral part of your lifestyle, and I think that, and I, I've been talking a lot about it. As you know, we've talked. I'm, I just got my tag to go or the the uh, area to go up and do bear hunting this this season. It's necessary because we need to be keeping that that sort of primal skill set within us and it's part of who we are as a nation that's how we were founded talk a little bit about that well it's going to be difficult to talk a little bit about that because <laughs> it, it really is a powerful pulse of my existence and shemaine has discovered it. she never touched a gun or a bow and arrow she probably never went to a rock and roll concert either before i met him but that's another story yeah she probably <laughs> wanted to save bambi before she met me i did until she discovered the the perfection of God's miraculous creation of sustainability and renewability. And you, you use the word primal, which I use all the time. In, in I have a song called Primal Man, Primal Scream, Great White Buffalo, Living in the Woods, um, uh, Tooth, Fang, and Claw. Um, I was raised in a hunting family, which is the ultimate system by which you can learn inescapable cause and effect. And as an uppity young man and a quite quite uppity old man, the hunting demands, the hunting challenge will teach you that if you place your foot conscientiously with a higher level of awareness, cultivating that reasoning predator level of awareness, if you are conscientious in your actions, you will be rewarded with a wildlife encounter. Bird song turns me on. Um, the deer in the woods, the bear working the ridge, the woodpecker hammering nearby. If you are conscientious to minimize your disturbance in life, not just in the woods, getting close to a deer, but in life in general, a conscientious foot forward will ultimately be rewarded. Carelessness, bumbling, Fumbling along through the woods, you're not going to see or hear anything because the wildlife is created to avoid fumblers and bumblers. <laughs> and, if, and if you don't move stealthily in the woods or in life, you'll end up having to buy chicken. Um, and, and, but if you are really attentive, and again, I'm going to reference samurai, martial arts, my bow hunting, Shemaine is a martial art bow hunter. 
she becomes so tuned in. With my, my 30 pound girly bow. Yeah. Pink, pink bow. And she kills everything she shoots at because it's such a focus. And I, I've got to mention another reward of, of, of applying yourself. We talked about excellence and I references it a martial art being the absolute best that you can be. That's how I approach my guitar playing. I mentioned my welder, but he's a martial arts welder. His welds will last forever. When you hunt, you learn to appreciate that life comes from death, that your food, clothing, shelter, medicine, tools, spirit, weapons, comes from that buffalo skeleton, that flesh, that hide, that sinew. And there's a spirituality, the, the original physics of spirituality, I had to believe, was a, a, an acknowledgement of the hunting lifestyle, why they put those hieroglyphics on the wall of that magnificent stag that only the most stealthy of the clan leader, the, 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 the community leader, was the one who brought home the most meat, the most skin, the most bones, the most sinew, that was the foundation of life itself. And yes, we can go to the store and buy whatever we want, but there is an instinctive primal pulse in all of us that really exploded in 2020 under the scam of the weaponized Wuhan virus, where people's instincts went, you know, we sold more hunting and fishing licenses in 2020 than we had in over 25 years because the natural instinct to return to the healing powers of nature, getting your own food, the perfection of squirrel meat. All chickens eat their own feces. Squirrels do not eat their own feces. Squirrel meat is so much better. People will complain that we kill an innocent squirrel or they, they furl their brow going, yeah, I, can't, I can't believe you eat squirrel. My squirrel dinner didn't eat his own poop. Your cordon blue did. <laughs> it's, it's quite an awakening. I've Speaking done a couple... of squirrel, there's one right there. Yeah, <laughs> right thing. outside the window. Yeah, yeah, boy, that's a future meal. Um, so, so yes, I, I attribute my life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, my decision to remain clean and sober, my decision to pursue a higher level of awareness in music, in business, in conservation, in land management, in marriage, in, in fathering, in being an asset to the world, my neighbors, my friends, my family, my band, my crew, you, I'm an asset to you. You're an asset to me because you put your heart and soul into all your endeavors, which manifests itself in your truth, logic, and common sense uh, presentation. But hunting will so cleanse the soul that when you come out of the woods, you are, well, recreation. Yes, it is recreation because it's fun, it's a challenge, it's sport, it's food, it's trophy. But recreation is about recreating. We are pursuing the recreation of our energy from a stressful business week, a stressful world bombardment of all sorts of stress. Let me, let me put it to you this way. Right here with my blood brother, Scott, and my beautiful queen of the forest, Jermaine, I always have my bow. And it may not look safe with Jermaine sitting where she is, but believe but me. But I'm out of the way. I'm, I'm going to tell you, Scott, people might not be able to see this, so I'll walk it through to emphasize the visual. I have a lightweight Matthews bow in my left hand. 
I just knocked a beautiful gold tip arrow and I, I, I raised my arrow rest. I have a target about 12 feet over there. I'm applying a mechanical release just so I get a consistent, perfect release of the arrow. And by the time I grab my bow, there's no Nancy Pelosi. By the time I focus on my bullseye, there's no Adam Schiff. By the time I come to full draw, there's no Benghazi. By the time I nail my sight. And that is a bullseye. <laughs> I mean, I hit, I hit the bullseye. It's like literally in the bullseye. And I was three feet <laughs> nice. behind him. Yes. And so, and, and so let, me, let me help all the listeners. If you're not an archer, I want you to take a deep breath and become an archer. It will so cleanse the soul. It, and again, I don't have an archery range. I just shot 12 feet away in my man cave cuckoo's nest. I trained all my children and grandchildren in the living room. Just get a good box full of newspapers or whatever and stand three or four feet away and discover the hand-eye coordination. It is, Scott, it is so consuming that your left hand all of a sudden finds the ergonomic grip. Your right hand grabs that string and your eyes become one with the pointing of the arrow. The origins of Zen, the origins of samurai, the original martial art is being one with the mystical flight of your arrow slash life. You are in charge of that arrow, only you with God at your side. He's given you all the gifts you need to put that arrow on the hair you want to put it on. God has all, also given us everything we need to put our life on a positive track to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. If you take good care of your gifts, if you nurture your gifts, as you seek the definition of your gifts and the application of what they are capable of. A great Native American chief said, God has already given you everything you need. If you're destroying it with alcohol, drugs, tobacco, food that you can't pronounce because it isn't food, a schedule that beats you up and overstresses you, I had a song when I was 18 I wrote called Journey to the Center of the Mind. Now, the, my lyricist buddy, Steve Farmer, brilliant guy, he was talking about a different journey to the center of the mind. I think it included something with uh, uh, LSD, could have been. But my, <laughs> my journey to the center of my mind was reflecting, what am I doing? And I was so hyper. I remain hyper. But I just came in from doing my chores. I've already changed all my clothes because I soaked them with sweat. It's hot here in Texas right and now. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you that don't have a bone arrow, get one. Make and, sure it's know, gentle and easy and not. And you need to draw it effortlessly. If you have to hump like you're lifting weights, it's not the right bow. It's got to be graceful. Shemaine shoots a 30-pound Matthews compound. I shoot 50 pounds. We kill everything that walks for food. 
the big elk, big oryx, and zebra. Zebra. I killed a zebra with, with my bow and arrow in Africa, and I never would have believed it until I saw it firsthand how that zebra provided sustenance for the whole community, the for whole the tribe. whole village. And it was so delicious. It's, it's a different scenario than people have been used to. We have been so acquainted and comfortable with buying going to the grocery yeah. store dri driving in the car for 20 minutes for it cost you know five or six dollars a gallon for gasoline those those days are over pal and for having somebody else paying our hard-earned money for somebody else to kill the chicken or the cow for us and wrap it in toxic plastic not to mention what they feed it yeah not to mention we don't even know what goes into it I think there's a, a wave coming, a, a shift coming, where we are returning to the the God-designed lifestyle that we live off the land. We get closer to the hoof, the ground, or the tree. The more we process foods, if it's in a box on a shelf for months or even years, that's not good. No, it's not food. Fuel for your body. The pandemic that we really have in America, especially, is obesity and overweight. Oh my God. And that we're filling our bodies with a lot of toxic food, fast food that's not even food, it's chemically created. And, the Roundup and Ready. Who wants food that's got pesticides and herbicides in the seed? But, and, 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 and let me emphasize what Shemaine's getting at. We have more deer than ever in recorded history. More turkey, more geese, more black bear, more cougar than ever in recorded history. And that is the healthiest, nutritious diet on the planet. Plus, as you balance the herd, you're optimizing the cleanliness of air, soil, and water in the habitat that we pay for this balancing act, the natural season of harvest. Thanksgiving is November because we're thanking God for his renewable pantry. And that's what the Nugent family, tens of millions of Americans eat venison, ducks and geese and pheasant, and quail, and woodcock and grouse and squirrel and rabbits and elk and cougar and black bear and antelope and, and moose It's and, and fish. We eat fish. If you want health, Pronounce the food you're putting in your grocery cart. And if it if it's a tongue twister, do not buy it. Get a bow and arrow and help balance the deer herd to save agriculture, save the environment, save the slaughter on the highway, save the insurance outrage, save the death and mayhem that takes place from overpopulations. We shoot hundreds of deer a year and donate the much desirable venison to soup kitchens and homeless shelters. We keep the back straps, yeah. but, but, but we're very, we're very generous. We're just not stupid. Um, so, so this is, this is an awakening and yeah. I know we're supposed to be talking about, and we are doing a good job of identifying some real negative conditions, but if, if we're not healthy and strong, right. we can't we, continue to do God's good work. Yeah. We've got to change the focus. And, you know, you talk about this a lot, Scott, too, is that, you know, we are div a divided country. We are a divided world. And it's very difficult sometimes to navigate that. And we have people in, all of us have people in our families and our circle of friends that totally disagree with what we do and who we are. But the most important thing is keep the eyes forward, put those blinders on, read the Bible, study the Bible when you can, get your hands dirty in soil, earth, 
become more aware of your surroundings. In the United States, there are millions of car deer accidents, and that's not including the ones that go unreported. Yeah. So that could be causing deaths. That could be causing, you know, a lot of different things, accidents and and deaths in animals as well. So it's all Waste. about being responsible and focusing on ourselves. Oh, I fully agree. I think this. I think hunting is is one of the critical things that we have to get back to. I'm, you know that I, I've told you I, I picked up the I had the bows made by uh, Black Widow bow. Great bow. this year, and and it's and I'm doing all. I just do traditional. I don't have that really cool. You know. Oh, we got. I got my own recurves. I got my own bear recurves. Yours isn't pink, Scott. It's no, mine's not pink, but that's God, a great looking bow. I think that that you've sent me that picture of I I think it was um, I want to say it was a, either a big buck or a, or an elk that you shot with that. It was very impressive, especially uh, with thirty pounds. I, I have not killed an elk, uh, zebra, kudu, wildebeest, uh, wildebeest, lots a lot of, of scimitar horn orcs and gemsbok, big tough, eight hundred pound strong animals. Shit, the trick with with <laughs> you know you say traditional, believe me. We're 100% traditional because it's about stealth, higher level of predator awareness, mm -hmm. not how far you can hit that animal, but how close can you get. Shemaine and I use a two-blade broadhead. There's a bunch of good quality two-blades out there. That's a traditional broadhead because mm -hmm. that forward knife-cutting edge uh, enhances the penetration. And Shemaine only shoots 30 pounds, and a lot of people go, well, can you, you can't kill something with 30 pounds, can you? You mean like that dead zebra? I mean, <laughs> what do you mean? What kind of questions? Shemaine, she's the queen of the forest. She's a, she slaughters well, I, animals. Here's, here's the secret, and for anybody who wants to get into archery, I talked to the resistance chicks uh, earlier this week. They're going to be on my podcast next week. And they want to learn how to hunt. They're going to come down here. You should too. We're all going to do archery with Uncle Ted and Aunt Shemaine. But oh, I, I like this. All right, we'll set it up. We'll, we'll call it a date. This good. is good. I like it. But I think the most important thing for women, do not, and guys just getting started, yeah. do not worry about how much weight you're drawing in your bow. I Again, as Ted said, I only shoot 30 pounds. She but here's kills the, everything. Here's the secret. And I'm not bragging or anything. I'm just saying I have to be more accurate. I have to wait for the broadside shot, the forward, the leg to go forward, and a quartering away so I can get that soft tissue. I can't break the shoulder bone. So I have to wait. I have to be more stealthy and more graceful. You know, we do book for the last 36, 37 years, I created sunrise safaris. And if people really do, I'd love to hunt with Uncle Ted then book it. I mean, my hunts are all sold out this year, but we have a number of weekend hunts in Michigan, September, October, November. Then I have my birthday hunt and New Year's hunt here at Spirit Wild Ranch. But go to tednugent.com, uh, Sunrise Safaris. We book hunts all over yeah. the country. I got buddies in Africa right now. I got buddies up in New Brunswick bear hunting right now. And I, I personally guide an outfit. We, we well, not to Africa, but to well, Michigan. I don't go there anymore. Michigan and Texas. We Those miss Africa, yeah. but I'm not taking that flight ever again. It's just too long of a flight. But in Michigan and Texas, I personally guide an outfit. I help track and gut and skin and butcher and cook. And I'm a hands-on deer camp guy. And people have the time of their lives every weekend, September and October, right here on Spirit Wild Ranch for my birthday in December. And then New Year's Eve, we have a big backstrap, gut pile, bloody arrow New Year's Eve party. And it's so much fun. It's stupid. And the, oh, by the way, the greatest, kindest, most successful 
giving, caring, funny, cocky, fun people to be with in the world share our campfires with us every year. The, the best people you'd ever want to meet will be found at a hunting campfire, and we're so proud of that. Well, I, th I think that's absolutely true. So this all feeds into you know, your greater continued passion, which gives I think gives you the fire when we start talking about First Amendment and Second Amendment. Because if you don't connect with the warrior spirit, you don't connect, I think, with those two principal amendments. Would you agree? No question. Well, the, the, the Second Amendment, you know, I could have parachuted on planet Earth. I think I've said this in a number of interviews. I just certainly let Pierce Morgan uh, uh, chew on the crowbar of truth, logic, and common sense more than once. <laughs> Our favorite guy, yeah. It's a, it's a self-evident truth that God gave us the gift of life, and it is a moral, intellectual, and I believe spiritual responsibility to protect and safeguard that precious gift of life. Hence, the self-evident truth is guaranteed in the U.S. Constitution that God gave us the gift of life and the right to keep and bear arms to protect that gift of life. And I don't need any man to question whether I have paperwork for my First Amendment or my Second Amendment. I don't need a First Amendment permit. I don't need a First Amendment license. And my name is Ted Nugent. And I don't need any paperwork, a permit or a license, for my Second Amendment while I walk planet Earth. Unarmed and helpless is unarmed and helpless. And the evil that is orchestrated by our government with this engineered recidivism, if you are unarmed and helpless, evil is looking for you. They will find you and you will be unarmed and helpless. What a tragic irresponsible choice that is. I've got a pocket knife, a belt knife, I've got a belt tool, I got a, a chapstick and reading glasses, I got guitar picks and a challenge coin, I got a wallet and a handkerchief, and I got a Glock 10 millimeter and four magazines on me. Everywhere I go, because I have the right and the responsibility, everywhere I go, to neutralize a life-threatening evil force. And if I was unarmed and helpless, the evil force would win. And the evil force, good luck winning with me. That's the mindset of an independent celebrant of the gift of life. It's not a guitar player thing. It's not a cocky Republican right-wing thing. It's a human instinct. That primal scream you talked about. What is more primal than the, the, the urge to survive, the survival instinct? And if you're unarmed and helpless, good luck with 911. Yeah. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's not ambiguous. And what the left and what the Democrats are doing is just pure satanic. Because in every instance throughout history, when the population is disarmed, genocide follows. Don't be disarmed. Join the NRA, join the Gun Owners of America, join the United States Concealed Carry Association, USCCA.com. These are the organizations that are on the front line minute by minute every day to stop the Beto O'Rourke's who want to disarm us in between his dope smoking and skateboarding. <laughs> There's the endorsement for Beto right there. That's, that's, that's excellent. Ted, you're going on tour here pretty quick. Talk to us a little bit about that because that's a, that's a big one. Right at the right time too. Well, you know, talking about primal scream, I was born in Detroit in 1948 when it was the arsenal of democracy. 
And I'd like to think of all the traditions I maintain, wherever I end up is the arsenal of democracy, I promise you. Um, I've surrounded forever since 1958 with the world's greatest musicians. Right now with Greg Smith on bass guitar and Jason Hartless on drums. We go into the barn in the swamp of Michigan to record Detroit Muscle and Scott, it's, it's out of body. It has a life of its own. I don't know how this technology will work in this room, but... Uh, Love playing my, I don't even know what licks those were. Those were some great licks. Every time you sit down, you come up with a new lick. Yeah, those are all new That's licks, awesome. but uh, <laughs> uncharted territory. It really is. Like I told you a moment ago when I pick up the bow, there's no Nancy Pelosi, there's no ugliness, there's no evil, there's no negativity. And I mean that. So everybody get a damn bow and arrow. When I just <laughs> reached for my guitar, the same thing happened. It's out of body. It's um, stream of beyond consciousness. Um, and when you're surrounded with these work ethic monsters like Greg and Jason and my team, and we get out there and unleash these songs, when I play these licks, I play licks, I played Baby Please Don't Go the first time, a Joe Williams masterpiece, a rhythm and blues, a blues song, Baby Please Don't Go, I first played it in 57, 1956, 1957, I was probably nine years old, eight, nine years old, and I still play it today, and that's like 60 some years ago. So when you love music as much as we do, and I know everybody does, but it, it, it just has a life of its own. And if Uncle Sam will get the hell out of my way with his mandates and his, his Wuhan weaponized virus crap, um, and his fake shots, emergency experimental shots and nonsensical masks. And if, if diesel doesn't cost 20 bucks a gallon, um, we can't wait to go out here and play these songs. So I've been doing this since I was eight, nine years old. I'm more excited about it today. The new record, Detroit Muscle, is just a firestorm of fun, outrageous, emotional, defiant, uppity, sexy, grinding, A-10 Warthog soundtrack of love songs. I mean, I have so much fun playing this music that I, I never feel guilty, but boy, do I look to the heavens and thank God. And by the way, I'm gonna emphasize again, when you're clean and sober your whole life, you can hit the bullseye. When you're clean and sober your whole life, you can work your ass out in 100 degrees and you don't even know you're working your ass off because you enjoy it so much and then you gotta hydrate. Then I get in here, change my clothes, do an interview with you and I got Shemaine on my side and I shoot the bow and arrow and try to promote the mystical flight of the air to the masses. Then I get to play my guitar. That's all that life, liberty and pursuit of gonzo happiness is what my music has always represented because James Brown, Wilson Pickett, Chuck Berry, Bo Diddley, Little Richard, the Motown, Funk Brothers, we, we live that black musical emotion, defiance and authority in everything we do. You can't find a good song of any genre 
that wasn't influenced by the Motown Funk Brothers or maybe even performed by the Motown Funk Brothers or Chuck Berry or Bo did a Little Richard's Defiance, James Brown's outrageous musical integrity and, and Wilson Pickett's soulfulness and Sam and Dave's outrage and 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 bb king and freddie king and albert king these guys all live in me um and every time i pick up the guitar they all work together to unleash these fun oftentimes melodic equally often dissonant sexy i mean stop and think of some of my my song licks and what it inspires i mean just I don't know. What does that sound like where you are? Oh, it sounds good enough for this. I'll tell you, it's not your it's not your concert live, but you're doing great. So I'm, I'm enjoying every bit of it. Watching well, I, you play, you know, I'll tell you, watching you play is awesome because you, you go right into that out of body space. I can yeah. see it, and you're just and you just bring magic to those strings. That's awesome, Ted. Well, thank you for that, and thank you to everybody out there. I've been doing this. I've I've record. I've sold forty some million records, and I've recorded I don't know thirty some albums. My new album, Detroit Muscle, is just a firestorm. In number fact, two in the world. Yes, how number about that? Number two in wow. the world, and it, everybody wants to piss off the leftists even more. They can go and buy two or yeah, four. Yeah. And can we, can we order that special Nancy Pelosi suppository oh, version? And yes, send yes. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, not only did I record my new record and make it available on a suppository for uh, all the Democrats, but I'm also hiring Mike Tyson to take a, a pool cue and ram it up their ass. Oh, so this would be, I'm hoping to catch it on film because it could be a new documentary of real justice happening since Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes. Oh. That, that would be fantastic. Absolutely. That's great. So, Ted, what are the dates of your tour and where are you, where are you going to be? Well, Shemaine will turn 60 on 60. July 15th. Wow. 60. Yeah. God help us all, yeah. Little Miss Dangerous. <laughs> little Miss Dangerous is old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she takes such good care of herself. She's so, by the way, I mentioned Wilson Pickett and James Brown and Motown Funk Brothers and Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley, all that musical inspiration. The reason my guitar playing is so earthly and sexy is because Shemaine inspires everything I do. And since her birthday is July 15, we actually coincidentally begin the tour in Clearwater, Florida on July 15th. We play Florida for about a week. Then we move into the Midwest. In fact, next week, here's, the, here's why I love my guitar playing more than ever, because my guitar playing is the only ballistically coefficient guitar playing in the world. And I'm celebrating the Federal Ammunition's 100-year anniversary up in Minnesota next week with a big Ted Nugent concert. So, yeah, if people would go to tednugent.com, we're doing like 50-some concerts uh for about six weeks and i i pray to god it happens but there's so much treachery out there again the fuel prices and and uh, mandates you know what mandates aren't law there's only one mandate i listen to and it would have to come from mrs nugent nobody can mandate jack squat to me i will defy your mandates you have no mandate authority anybody so I thought I'd establish that. Um, so hopefully the <laughs> Detroit Muscle Tour 
will go uh, uh, ferociously across the hinterland uh, through the months of July and August, and then the hunting season erupts, and I will be one happy, happy guy. And all of his tour dates are at tednugent.com. All right. All right. We'll get that out and make sure people are over there and checking out the album, too. I know they've we've loved playing the the piece, this, your first track, Come and Take It. That's uh, that's the love song for, for America right there. That's awesome, Ted. Well, it's got, it's got such a killer groove. And I mean, what else would you sing to? Uh, Come and take it. Come and take it. Come and take it. Go ahead and try. Go ahead and die. Come and take it. I mean, it's, can you feel the love? Oh, I absolutely. As much as I've ever felt right there. That's good. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, I want to thank you both. We always close with a prayer. Can we close with a prayer if that's okay? Absolutely. You know what, Scott? I, I'm sure you are great at prayers, but if I may, yes, Shane is so spiritual, the physics of spirituality personified, I might add. Um, Shemaine, is that okay with you, Scott? Absolutely. I'm totally honored. Thank you. Yes. You bet. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to come together today. And we thank you so much for lifting up Scott and for allowing him to continue to reach so many people through his podcast and everything that he does. We thank you for Ted and his health and energy so he can go out on tour and entertain people and educate people. And we pray for your wisdom and discernment and your grace. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. Thank you. That's awesome. Well, Ted, I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm going to take you up on your offer. We're going to come down and do some hunting. This we'll winter, that. I'll tell you, you know, we go, we were hunting Michigan, September, October, just about to Thanksgiving. But the best hunting in, in Texas is December, January, and February. And we'll coordinate that and we'll show you the campfire of your life. And there's, it's difficult hunting. These animals are really, really elusive. But uh, with your uh, black widow bow, if you practice very diligently, aim small and miss small, and call upon the great spirit to guide your steps. I think they react better to pink bows. You know, they, I think if, that's the key. If you want to see a lot of animals, sit with Shermaine. Ted, Ted will go out and he goes, well, I didn't see anything. I'm like, come on out with me because they all come in. Not always, but. But more often than my, for me, that's for sure. Well, Scott, we'd love to share a campfire with you. God bless you. Be sure you take good care of yourself because you're doing God's work. Truth, logic, and common sense is very, very celebrated in good families across this country, but equally important important truth logic and common sense is kryptonite to the enemies of mankind that infest our government academia hollywood big tech and uh, uh the media they're, they're untrustworthy this if you want to see the manifestation of cultural abandonment and soulful abandonment try to watch the january 6 hearing these people are liars they're racist they're addicted to hate. They're drunk on hate and dishonesty. And that will steer you to stand up for truth, logic, and common sense because the government is virtually untrustworthy. No, I fully agree. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation we've had here, the virtual campfire. Really appreciate it. Ted, I might just see yeah. if I can catch you on tour too. That'd be pretty awesome. Love to see you. This is going to be epic, I'm sure. So 
Thank you well, both. It's the best yeah. guitar tone, what Greg and Jason pile drive every night, the rhythm, the groove, the, the energy, the spirit of our music. I, I attribute it to my bandmates, Greg Smith and Jason Hartless. They put their heart and soul into every lick, every night, every song, every concert, and it, nobody's feet touch the ground. It's so special. I'm such a lucky guitar player. That's totally awesome. Well, wish you both a very blessed day. Thank you again for the great time. We'll talk very soon. All right. Thanks, thanks, Scott. Scott. Godspeed. God bless now. Bye-bye. God, hope to see you soon, man. (laughs) That was a legend right there. And it's America's couple. They're fantastic, inspirational, and in all aspects. So, Ted and Shemaine, thank you so much for a fantastic interview. Literally, Patriots, one of the best interviews for me to enjoy that I've ever had. I was half the time I was editing and going through just doing some of the normal cleanup. I was laughing so much. I just, I almost couldn't get focused. It was a fantastic interview, enjoyable and inspirational, which is what we need. Get a bow. That's, that's, you heard it right here from uncle Ted and uncle Ted and aunt Shemaine are leading this whole thing for getting America back to hunting And I think there's probably more to follow on that with regards to Bard's Nation and what we're going to do with that. So we'll keep you posted. Final note on this, make sure you check out tednugent.com. tednugent.com, that's where you're going to find the new album, Detroit Muscle, awesome. It's also where you're going to find your tickets for his upcoming tour, which I've already purchased mine today, and that's awesome. So make sure you check that out. You don't want to miss this. This is going to be an epic tour. Literally an epic tour. This I don't think you could have a better tour with Ted Nugent in any time and space than this time right now. America needs this, and we need that love song. Come and take it, all of us. All right, Patriots, thank you very much for being here tonight. Again, you're going to find this same interview will be in full video form. It'll be up by tomorrow, and it'll be on the Bards FM sites on Rumble, on BitChute, on Gab TV on Clout Hub, on Frank Speech, and I think that about covers them all. Oh, and I'll throw it up on YouTube just to piss off YouTube because I enjoy doing that so much. So that's where you'll be able to find it, and that'll be up tomorrow, and it's there's just some great scenes in there that are worth watching. So thank you again. Have a blessed evening. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up, patriots. We need a lot of positive focused energy like this podcast tonight and that is what it's exuded by ted and shemaine we need that as a nation god is with us he'll never forsake us and in the end god will always win but we are here in this time in this place for just such a time as this we are at war walk boldly and fearlessly with christ occupy the land expand the kingdom mission forward patriots i'll see you tonight for fishers of men until then or until the next time God bless, and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward 
by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 